Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where an entitled mother yells at OP because her son broke into OP's apartment. Our next Reddit post is from Warrior White. This happened to me some years ago. It's my favorite example of entitlement. Backstory, when I first met the man who became my husband, we were not well off. He moved across the country to come live with me, and he didn't have a penny to his name. He proposed to me without a ring, which I was perfectly okay with. It was incredibly romantic. He popped the question spontaneously, and it's still one of the happiest days of my life. He promised that when he was better off financially, he would buy any ring that I wanted. A while after our engagement, the day came where he surprised me by taking me to a jewelry store. He had saved a $5,000 budget, plus a little wiggle room for some credit if needed. He told me to go nuts. It was so fun and romantic. I tried on dozens of rings. Diamonds, platinum bands, lesser gemstones, etc. Then I saw a set of steel and titanium rings. They were originally designed for grooms, not brides. But I had never been a big diamond fan, and I preferred simple flat rings to mounted stones. I ended up falling in love with a super simple black titanium ring with angled grooves. It was gorgeous. It was exactly what I wanted. And best of all, they were cheap at less than 200 bucks. My husband liked them too, so much so that we got him a matching band. We decided to use them as both the engagement ring and the actual wedding ring. We had to special order them because the jewelry store didn't stock our sizes on hand. I got a surprise when they arrived to find that my husband had requested an engraving on the inside of mine. It said, My Precious. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I love that ring to death. I wear it to this day and it still makes me smile. So, seven years after I got married, I worked at a chain sandwich shop where we assembled the sandwiches in front of the customer. My store was next to a yoga studio, CrossFit training, and a plastic surgeon's office. So, we got our fair share of Karens and holier-than-thou rich people. It wasn't uncommon for someone to drive up in a $100,000 sports car, toting a Prada bag, and sunglasses that cost more than my rent. They almost always came in to order the most picky and complicated subs, then they would complain about the price. We were quite used to these kinds of people, but this lady took the cake. Enter the entitled Karen and her bratty teenage daughter. They looked the part to a T. They proceeded to order the usual complicated subs, asking tons of questions about the nutritional info of every item. To assemble the food, we wear clear plastic food surface gloves. Because my ring is flush to my hand and won't rip the gloves, I had approval from the manager to wear it at work. While assembling this woman's sandwich, her teenage daughter notices my ring. Oh, that's cute. Is that a promise ring? No, that's my wedding ring. The Karen scoffs loudly. Are you serious? Yeah, it's both my engagement and wedding ring. It has been for several years. Karen looked me dead in the eyes and said, You have a cheap husband. I balked at her comment, but I tried to remain professional. That may be your opinion, ma'am, but I happen to like this ring. I picked it out myself. Then you have terrible taste in jewelry. She then turned to her daughter and said, If your father had given me a ring that ugly, I would have left him on the spot. Make sure your future husband gets you a ring that at least has diamonds in it. I was floored. I usually get tons of compliments about my ring. I never expected someone to insult it, let alone straight to my face. I was so flabbergasted that I couldn't even continue working on her food. I excused myself and went to the back, and I told my coworker to finish him up for me. I couldn't even stand being around them. When I told my manager the whole story, he almost didn't believe me. 
We had to watch the security footage to prove that it actually happened. We never saw that entitled woman again, and I'm glad that she didn't come back. I still shake with rage every time I recount that story. I still have that ring on my hand today, and it's still the most beautiful, wonderful ring that I could ever hope for. I love my husband very much. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and that matters far more than any jewelry. I think society would be massively improved if, like, every retail worker could just pepper spray one customer per year for free. Like, no repercussions, they can't get fired, they can't get in trouble with the cops, just one free pepper spray a year. Because, like, if you only get one free pepper spray per year, then you know that if someone does end up pepper spraying a customer, then they really deserved it. Plus, after we implement this new law, customers would start being much more polite. Our next Reddit post is from Crystal. This happened last week. It's the end of the semester here at university, which means that most of the students are rounding up coursework, presentations, and essays. It's safe to say that most of us, including me, are very stressed and sleep-deprived. It's in the context of mental and physical exhaustion that this story takes place. It has to be noted that my bedroom door sometimes doesn't lock. It needs to be pulled hard to be fully closed, and I forget to do this every now and then, the night of the incident obviously being one of them. After a full day of reading and writing essays, I went to sleep at around 11pm and fell asleep almost immediately. Like I said, I was absolutely exhausted. A few hours later, I heard what sounded like hushed footsteps near my bed. I'm a very, very light sleeper, and one of the sounds that I'm most sensitive to is footsteps. So, my eyes shot open almost instantly. I turn around to see the silhouette of a guy that I've never seen before standing next to my bed. I could make out a bit of his face, and there was nothing scary about his appearance. Aside from the facts that I didn't know who he was, that he was staring at me in my bedroom in the middle of the night. I let out the loudest, highest-pitched scream that I think I've ever been able to produce, yelling at this dude to get the F out! He seemed taken aback, but didn't react much, which made it even scarier. I was crying, hyperventilating, and it seemed like I was about to die or have a heart attack or something of that sort. Before I had time to do anything, my flatmate Clem was in the room, also yelling at the dude to get out while trying to give me a shirt to cover myself. All the commotion attracted the security guard who was walking the halls. He separated everyone and took the intruder out into the common area to give me some time to compose myself and get dressed to explain what happened. Once Clem had managed to calm me down, I explained the story to the security guard, who told me that our flat store was also unlocked, which is probably how the intruder got in in the first place. The intruder was searched by the security guard, but he didn't find any weapons on him, so he was allowed to go back to his flat. All the commotion had woken up the rest of my flat and a couple of flats next door. The security guard ordered everyone to go back to their flats and to properly lock their doors. Safe to say, I didn't sleep for the rest of the night, and neither did Clem. So we stayed together trying to relax and forget about this very unfortunate event. Boy do I wish that it stopped there. Three to four days later, Clem and I are summoned for a meeting with the housing manager. When we got there, the intruder was waiting there with his parents. The manager said, Good afternoon, everyone. Clem, OP, the intruder, thank you for taking some time out of your studies to meet with us. As you know, there's been a very unfortunate incident Monday night because the intruder broke into OP's room, which caused them a great deal of fright. Mr. Intruder, Mrs. Entitled Mother, and Mr. Entitled Dad, you've called this meeting to contest the intruder's expulsion from this housing following the incident, is that correct? Both of the entitled parents nodded, looking fairly confident. Mr. Intruder, on what grounds are you contesting the expulsion? The intruder said, Well, I... 
His entitled dad cut his son off. You see, sir, my son is young. He made a mistake, and he deeply regrets scaring this young lady here and offending her boyfriend. Clem says, I'm not her boyfriend. I wasn't finished. As I said, my son deeply regrets his mistake. But it was a mistake. Nothing illegal was found on him on the night of the incident. And his room was searched illegally. Thus, he shouldn't be expelled from your halls. I'm a lawyer. I know the law. The manager said, we'll discuss that in a second, sir, but I would like to hear from Mr. Intruder, who I'm sure can speak for himself and give us his explanation. The intruder looked at his dad, who gave him a nod, almost like he was waiting for his dad's permission to speak. Well, like my father said, it was a mistake. I didn't realize I'd walk into the wrong flat. I just noticed when I saw the girl sleeping that I was in the wrong room. And my father says the drugs you found in my room were seized illegally, so you technically shouldn't be allowed to expel me. The manager pulled out a copy of the intruder's housing contract. They keep a copy of our signed contract for legal reasons in case we lose ours. He flicked the pages to the illegal substances and contraband section, which essentially says that any possession of illegal stuff like drugs, weapons, etc. on housing grounds would be met with immediate expulsion. He then turned to the part about room entering and inspections, which states that security and management are allowed to enter any room or flat for repairs or safety inspections with a 24-hour notice. But if there's suspicion of illegal activities, searches performed by the police do not require any notice. The entitled mother says, And under what suspicions did you call the police on my baby? This is ridiculous. You have no right to use assumptions that he's a rapist as grounds to search him. Everyone kind of looked shocked at Entitled Mother's reaction. So far, no one had even mentioned anything about sexual assault, so that's what you call jumping to conclusions. The manager said, Ma'am, sexual assault isn't mentioned anywhere in your son's expulsion notice. OP, are you correct that Mr. Intruder did not try to assault you? I said, No, he didn't try anything. We didn't even make physical contact. Clem said, I made that assumption at first because I saw that Opie was crying and trying to cover herself while a stranger was in her room. It was late, I was barely awake, and that was the first thing that came to my mind. So you wrongfully accuse my son of sexual assault? Do you know that we could sue you for this young man? I work for such and such law firm. The manager said, everyone calm down. No one is suing anyone here. Especially since no allegations were made. It was something said in the heat of the moment. Besides, your son is being expelled because we found ecstasy and marijuana in his room on Tuesday. His room was being searched because he admitted to the security guard that he was under the influence. Now, if you can't give me substantial evidence that the intruder hasn't violated his contract, we're going to end this meeting. Does anyone have anything to add? The entitled mother said, Well, I have something I need to say. I think this young girl here should be issuing an apology to my baby for getting him expelled. If she had responded appropriately to my son's presence and had slept with a shirt on, none of this would have happened. Also, imagine how embarrassing it would have been for my son to realize you entered the wrong flat. What was he supposed to do? Clem said, Oh, I don't know. Leave the bloody flat? I said, also, Mrs. Entitled Mother, I don't know how me sleeping with or without a shirt would have changed anything. I had my covers up to my chin, and I'm not going to change my sleeping habits in case someone decides to break into my room at 3 in the morning. The intruder said, yeah, I didn't see anything in the moment. I only realized that you were shirtless when I was taken out of the room because the lights weren't turned on. Mommy, please stop with that. Son, don't speak to your mother this way. We're doing everything to keep you here, so show some respect. 
The meeting ended shortly after this. We left, and the intruder was kicked out of the building. But honestly, I feel sorry for him. He doesn't seem to be a bad person. And his parents are just garbage people that coddle him, probably for the sake of their image more than for his own good. I rarely feel sorry for the children of entitled parents, but the intruder makes me a bit sad. I like how the mom blames the victim for doing what anyone would have done in that situation. Are we to assume that if someone broke into her bedroom at 3am, then she would have a measured response? Oh my, it looks like someone has broken into my bedroom at 3am. Well, I'm sure it was a simple mistake. Excuse me, sir, I think you're in the wrong room. No, of course not. She would have called the cops just like anyone else. Our next Reddit post is from Kitty the Shark. At my job, we would have a holiday party where we could play games to win money. The way it worked was everyone would win at least $5. Well, one of the games was a speed round question type thing. Think Family Feud style. One of my coworkers who was playing against me loudly started trash talking me that she would freak me out and win, that this was going to be easy, and that I'm no competition. She was so focused on making faces at me and trying to act tough that she completely missed the question. I answered correctly, and she was out of the game. She loudly complained that it wasn't fair and sat around sulking. I won the top prize, and she came up to me demanding that I give her the money because she's a single mother, and she needs that money for Christmas gifts for her kids. She then went on saying that I'm horrible, I don't need that money, I must hate kids, their Christmas is ruined and it's all my fault, etc. She even tried to grab at my pocket where my wallet was. Our boss told her to back off. She also tried to rally the other workers against me. It didn't work and she was written up. For months, she called me a selfish, child-hating b-word for not giving her my money. And the prize amount? $40. Before all this, she would brag about all the stuff that she and her baby daddy bought for their kids, including new phones, gaming consoles, etc. So yeah, she did not need that money. Our next Reddit post is from Scarlet Absol. So, some background. This happened in the spring of 2020 during the height of the pandemic lockdown. I work at a supermarket, so we were one of those lucky businesses that got to stay open with little change in our store's operation. The only major difference was that we closed at 8pm instead of midnight. Because I stocked the shelves, even though we closed at 8pm, I would usually be scheduled until 9 or 10pm depending on the night. And I would spend the last hour or two of my shift stocking the shelves while listening to my iPod. Also, during the time of this story, my store was undergoing a pretty significant and much-needed remodel. So, one night, probably about 10 minutes or so after we closed, I was stocking some hair shampoo, and I felt a tap on my shoulder which scared the bejesus out of me. I turned around, and I came face-to-face -face with an angry customer. I paused my music and took my headphones off, and the woman immediately half-screams, I can't believe they let you listen to music while working! I told her, ma'am, we closed 10 minutes ago. She responded with, I know, but I need just a few more things. Do you think you could check the back for some baby wipes? I need them for my daughter. I sighed and told her that we're all out of baby wipes. She rolled her eyes and said, you can't just check the back for me. It'll only take two minutes. I looked her dead in the eye and told her, No, I won't go check the back because I know for a fact that we don't have any and we closed 10 minutes ago. She huffed and whined. So you're not going to help me? And I reiterated, We closed 11 minutes ago. At that moment, our night manager walked by during his final sweep at the store, saw the customer and said, Ma'am, you need to go to checkout. We're closed. 
I just need a few more things, but this rude girl won't go check the back for something for me. Ma'am, we're closed, and even if we weren't, we have a construction crew doing electrical work in the back right now. So, for the safety of our workers, they're not allowed to go back there. Now, I need you to go to the last register and check out, because we're closed. But I still need to get a few more things, and I don't want to have to come back tomorrow. It's currently 8.13, and our registers automatically shut off at 8.15. Once they shut off, they can't be turned on until tomorrow morning. So, unless you start your transaction in the next two minutes, you're going to have to come back another day anyway. The woman huffed and said, Fine, but I can't believe how rude you people are. She was listening to music when I first came up to her. I can't believe you allow that sort of behavior. Ma'am, we're closed. You have one minute to get to the front and check out, or I'm going to refuse to serve you. The woman stormed off towards the last open register while the manager followed behind her, and I went back to stocking shampoo while listening to music. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow this podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.